Wagwan, everyone. Welcome back. back. <laughs> That's what you read to Norris is qualifying Instagram post, which is the weirdest caption I've ever seen in a Formula One driver put on Instagram. <laughs> uh, hi, everyone. My name is Adam Lines. I am the founder and co-host of the Undercut Podcast. Joining me today, once again, not surprisingly, is my fellow co-host, Marcus Gould. How's it going, everyone? It's not my name. <laughs> it's Mark, but yeah, it's basically Marcus. It's not. We'll, we'll get over that one. <laughs> so, so today's podcast, we are going to be reviewing, as you probably know, the Turkish Grand Prix. What a race it was. It was the complete opposite of basically this entire season, maybe excluding oh. Austria yeah. and Italy, Monza. Yeah. But Wait, that's what we're doing this week? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was just making a joke. Sorry, everybody. Yes, yeah, we are. That is like what I'm, we're doing. I don't look to be like I was a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to listen to our other podcast where we just rank dogs, it's also the Undercut Podcast. Yeah. It's coming out every Monday. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. That's not much <laughs> happening. No, but uh, number 35 on that list is Roscoe the yeah. Vegan Dog. Hey, hey. You got to give him higher than 35. 34? Yeah. Okay. That sounds about right. Okay. For, 44 for, for Lewis. Uh, okay, okay, yeah. Anyway, so today we were reviewing the Turkish Grand Prix. It's a crazy race. So much to talk about. So much history broken yeah. in one race, which is insane. Yeah. And we're going to review it all. So let's roll the intro and get into it. Okay, so... Mark, what did you think of the race? I said my thoughts. It was slippery. It was I was so spinning. happy there was rain. Yeah. I'm finally. so happy there was wet. Finally. Oh, we've been waiting oh. all year for that. Finally. We say it every podcast. That ha- that's a race review. It was dry again. Yep. Well, guess what, everyone? This one was not fucking dry. Not one set of slick tires was used that entire race. Well, sort of. Well, yeah, it yeah, was a, sort of. It was a weird. A lot of people tried to turn their intermediates into slicks, which yeah. I thought was pretty impressive. I will not. Which lie. they did pretty successfully. It was yeah. Cheaters, cheaters, slicks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> watches, um, watches Mercedes pulls up to the Bahrain Grand Prix with those set of intermediates. <laughs> yeah. and same they're tires. Like, they're just the same tires. Yeah. But, so, yeah, what a race, eh? It was impressive. Finally, glad to have no rain, and. What what a crazy unpredictable start! Oh. It was an unpredictable race, but we're going to focus on the start right now. It was pretty impressive the whole race. Yeah, let's talk about the start. The start was I had no idea who was going to be leading into turn one because usually on a typical race weekend where it's dry, it's like Hamilton and Bottas are in front of the grid. Yeah, I mean Verstappen, so it's a variance of those three. Yeah, and then it all unfolds, but it was like. Stroll and like is Stroll gonna crack under the pressures? Verstappen gonna get a great start? Newsflash, he didn't. Is Kimi Raikkonen gonna make up like twelve spots? I had no you idea. You never know because it was everything Germany was, but with rain, which makes it more unpredictable. Oh yeah, not well liked by drivers. Besides Leclerc, but he probably didn't leave that weekend a happy man. No, no. But Ocon, he had a great race though. For the, it was for a pretty the majority good race. of the race. The Ferraris in general this weekend, I know everyone, I know I'm a Ferrari fan, yes. But you can't argue that they had a good race, the two of them. They started 11 and 12 and finished 3 and 4. Yeah. Just pretty impressive. 
It's really impressive. Bad qualifying, but they turned on those tires, got the tires switched on for the race, and held it together. Well, and you were saying earlier the reason that is is because they have a, they have a lot of a lot of good downforce, and yep. it wasn't a fast track today because it was wet. Yeah, so. when the when the engine doesn't matter, yeah, then you have two amazing drivers in those seats. Yeah, they pull it out of the bag. Yeah, but Vettel nine positions on star one. I saw him. I don't even remember. I didn't remember that he started that far down the grid, like a tenth or eleventh. 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 Sorry, until. I, after the race, because he was just up in like third, and he's like fighting Verstappen, and he passed Hamilton. I'm like, holy shit, what's going on here? This yeah. is like, is this Sebastian Vettel? This is Vettel? so un-Sebastian Vettel. He didn't spinala once. No. And of all the spinalas on the track today, yeah. I was expecting at least three or four of them to be Oh, him. at least three or four. I think he was, I think he accidentally stepped in that Mercedes, and Bottas yeah. accidentally stepped in the yeah. Ferrari. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's actually it's, like, yeah. That's agree. actually a dig on Sebastian Vettel. I thought Sebastian Vettel was an amazing driver, had an amazing race today. Yeah, he did have a good race. Correct. He really did. He did, but sorry, Mark, what were you saying? I, I don't remember. No, <laughs> no he had a good race. Yeah, yeah they, they did. Race. Like the two of them, Leclerc kind of fucked himself on the last lap, but we'll get there. Yeah. And the start specifically though, Vettel just killed. Took it. advantage of yeah. Ocon spinning. He took advantage of Verstappen, who Verstappen had a really great. Launch, but not, but a terrible getaway. And people, yeah. some people forget about that because he didn't. You don't really focus on his launch specifically, but he was great off the line for about four meters, and then just hit a puddle. And a lot of that comes down to standing water on the track. Mm-hmm. What position? That's why he had a terrible start. But people behind him in the, on the same side of the the dirty side of the track. Had a better start. He must have just been in a puddle or something yes, and just got yeah. a wheel spin. Couldn't get those tires turned on as well in the formation lap. And maybe just a little too much throttle. I I, I haven't looked at his analytical data no, from absolutely. that start. And that's only something that Red Bull will really look at. But yeah. not a great start for him. But he made up for it. He did make up for it. Yeah, for the most part. you mm-hmm. know, For the most part. <laughs> I don't know and he ended up finishing sixth, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. And Ocon, great start, but then Ricardo switched seats with Kvyat. He must have because he just ran out of the room. Yeah, he was a yeah. He just basically simply just ran out of room. Yeah, he took a nice little spin. Yep, under anticipated the grip that he would have, and just kind of did pull a little spin out on Ocon. And then Botas saw that and was like, oh, wait, we're doing that now? Yeah, and then they, he just decided that I'm going to spin. Yeah, they spun in unison. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty impressive. It was pretty impressive. It was cool to watch. <laughs> For the race was at 5 a.m. our time this morning. We watched Five. it together. Mark, Mark, you didn't go to bed. No. You stayed up. I went to bed early. We were on opposite, opposite strategies. Yeah, it was opposite days. <laughs> yeah. You were still on Saturday night. I was Sunday morning, which yeah. was really funny. But, but uh, we tried out different strategies, yeah. and I think they, they both worked out terribly because we both fell asleep for like the entire day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. okay, like <laughs> sorry, I was, I, I was still kind of drinking a little bit while the race was going on. Yeah, just right. had a, like a casual white claw. Adam was like bushy eye, like bushy tail, yeah. bright eyed, drinking his Red Bull. We were on two Big completely separate vibes. Had to sponsor the boys. Yeah. Also, Red Bull Texas back. We want you to please sponsor the podcast. Sponsor podcast. Please. Please, we'll do anything. Well, they have to win. I said this before. They have to win the Chargers Championship first. Okay, yeah. yeah. Don't, That's don't, pretty fair. Christian Hunter, don't text me back. 
No, please text me back. <laughs> I told you that your wife is hot and uh, many times that you're very So lucky. hot, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but this isn't the Christian Horner's <laughs> Hot Wife Podcast. This is the Undercut Podcast where we talk about Formula One. But, yeah, Ricardo, he kind of ruined his perfect start and his race. Whether he would have gotten a podium or not, I have no idea. You can't, you can't say. You have no, no idea. But he ended up... Chances are probably not because it's Ocon, but... Yeah, probably. You can't say that. He's just another kind of fly on the wall yeah. in the world of Formula yeah. 1. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. We were talking about car, like drivers that like in 10 years after they like stop racing Formula 1, yeah. who are you going to remember? Yeah. You're not going to remember Romain Grosjean. No. You're not going to remember Kevin Magnussen. Probably not. You're not going to remember Sebastian Esteban Ocon. <laughs> you are going to remember <laughs> Sebastian Vettel. <laughs> you are going to remember Max Verstappen. Do you remember Jos Verstappen? No. <laughs> No, you don't, because he was pretty fucking terrible. He but Max bad. is a great driver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are guys you're gonna remember. But Ocon, what the fly on the wall means. Basically. Yeah, but Ocon, he was just kind of unfortunate because he's had not a great season, and it's been really sad. He was really great in 2018, despite yeah. him while trying to unlap himself in Brazil, punting off Verstappen and making him lose the race. But it's fine. I'm not salty about it. But he's had he's had an underwhelming season for the most part, and so for him to have like that start at least finishing eleventh isn't great, especially because he finished behind Ricardo, which is ironic. Mm-hmm. He did have a puncture though. Yep, it was a slow puncture, and he had to pit early, so he had to go. He had to put on another set of wets, and then put on a set of inters. Just wasn't really his. Wasn't, wasn't really his. his wasn't day. his race. And he was lapped. But another person, like I mentioned before, I had a terrible start, was Botas Spun. And I just, I don't know what triggered it. It must have been a particularly slippy part of the track. But No, I think, I think you said it best when he saw Ocon doing it. Yeah. And it was like, my turn. He was like, wait, wait, we're spinning now? It's a spinning Formula One race? Oh. He must have thought it was one of those races. Yeah, the entire track, you just go around, like, it's just like, it's. It became yeah. Formula D, is what it became. He thought it was, he thought it was Beyblades. Yeah. He's like, wait, this is Beyblades? Yeah. The, the top spinning. Yeah. Yeah. He thought it was yeah. spinning. spinning. Yeah. No, he did. He yeah. told Like, you, you heard his interview afterwards. He straight up said, I thought we were spinning. Yep. I, it, it's my bad. Sorry, guys. Just like uh, after qualifying, Toto Wolf. And this, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, because, man, I can't believe we gave that Canadian kid's dad the <laughs> W11 blueprints, W10 blueprints. Holy fuck. I honestly really thought they were just going to fly out a couple of W10s yeah, at the start of that race. they should have. They should have. They really should have. <laughs> just so, just, they do all that work just for uh, Bottas to finish 14th and a lap down from his teammate. Oh, man. Oh, Bottas. What else is new? Bottas. You can't, Hamilton, he's good because he deals with the pressure. Monaco 2019, dealt with the pressure. Dealt with the pressure this, this year. So many... Where he just has the pressure and he overcomes it with Bottas. No one expected him to win today. There were about five. I love this race because there were about five different drivers where at any point in time throughout the race, I had no idea who was going to win. Yeah. For the longest time, we thought it was going to be a Ferrari 1-2. Yeah. For the longest time. Both of us. For the longest time before that, it was a racing point 1-2. Or at least a racing point win. It was like, Stroll's going to win. He's 15 seconds ahead any non-racing point driver, and he's pulling away from Perez. Yeah. And then he had a shit stop. I was like, okay, Perez is in the lead. Now he's dominating. And then I was like, okay, he's going to have to pit, and Hamilton's going to have to pit. Ferrari won too, which yeah. I would cry. I, I 
I would. You're the Ferrari fan. I'm the Red Bull fan, but I wanted to see a good result from Ferrari, especially after, um, especially after Verstappen. Sorry, just uh, getting a little lump in my throat. No, it's okay. Just choking up. It's okay. Verstappen. I was teary-eyed Bush too. Yeah. Don't worry. Verstappen. We're the same boat there, man. Verstappen on lap 18. Spinning. Eternal 11. I don't know what he was thinking there. No but clue. He got so close to him. Went off the track. As soon as you go off that tarmac, it's you're basically on, you're on ice. Yeah. If you thought you were on ice when you're on the track, as soon as you step off that track... There is a 98% chance, that's not an actual um, statistic, but a 98% chance you're spinning. And he spun, and then Albon, I thought Albon was going to win, which I thought would have been insane and great for his career. Mm-hmm. And he actually had a really good race, pretty a decent start, I guess. It was like an okay start, kind of a forgettable start. I don't really remember his start that well, but he kept up with Verstappen. He was right behind him, and he also spun. Yeah. Which was sad. It was. It was sad. Cause, but so much pressure, so much can go wrong. You never know on a wet track. It's yeah. like, especially on this track. Mm-hmm. Because you, we've, or we've been talking about it all week. It was um, the track newly paved. And yep. it makes sense. It makes sense, right? And Cars raining. and raining. Mm-hmm. But like cold. And cold. Cold. <laughs> so anyway... Anyway, cars on those tracks, um, they break it up. You said that earlier this morning. Something yep. I didn't think about. Mm-hmm. They break it up. Water uh, seeps in tarmac. Yes, yeah, not the cars. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> the, cars the tarmac. Break, the more, the more, the more of the tracks used, the more tar the tarmac breaks up, which means the water, water can, can get seep. in instead of sitting on top being still water. Yeah, which is where hydroplanes come in, especially on those cars with not a lot of grip. Yeah, right. Imagine it's like, imagine putting. Slick tires on your car and just going out on the highway yeah, on yeah. the autobahn, going like 200 kilometers an hour. You're gonna spin, but it was Spin City, especially Bottas. He spun like three times in the first 20 laps. He just basically, I don't even know. He was he, just out of the race. The worst driver of the weekend. Oh, for sure. The best driver. You know, he was driver of the day. I actually, I have to go Perez. Held on under Perez pressure. Perez wasn't driver of the day. He wasn't. I changed. I was going to say Vettel was the driver oh, okay. of the weekend. Okay. But Perez qualifies second. Mass. Or third, sorry. But just a, a, a pretty good race from him. Yeah. That's why. I don't know. I do think he was Sebastian Vettel. See, we both we both this morning voted um, for the driver of the day. We both said Leclerc. And that was before yeah. Leclerc spun on the last lap. Leclerc. Or not what spun, but yeah. What do you Locked do? up on the last lap. That was before that. Um, I think the driver of the day. <laughs> Sorry, um, I was putting on a goofy face to yeah. stumble Mark. I thought the driver of the day was Sebastian Vettel. Yeah. He qualified eleventh, mm-hmm. finished on the podium, had an incredible start to get himself up there, and just kept his stuff. Just kept. Yeah, he didn't spin. No, everyone expected him to spin. Everyone expected him to spin. He didn't spin. I, I, also, the reason we both picked Leclerc, I can speak for myself, Adam. You can comment if you disagree with me, but. Um, he started P12, yep. worked his way up through the grid from mm-hmm. P12. In a track that's extremely hard to overtake yep. in conditions that are very hard to overtake. Yep. For a great strategy. Yeah, which is ridiculous. I did not. I was no. like, they had a slow pit stop with Vettel that was like five seconds, but. But everyone's pits were slow today. Yeah, exactly. Besides like Russell. Re- yeah. Besides Russell. Yeah, yeah. 
But also, Mattia Bonetto wasn't there. Yeah, he wasn't. Coincidence? He could just stay home next I think too. not. Thank God this man was at home. <laughs> <laughs> wow, a Ferrari fan hating on. I don't blame you, though. I. It's definitely, obviously, like, if you take it seriously, it's a coincidence. Yeah. But we're not no. taking it seriously. No, no. Because it I can't. It was all Mattia Bonetto not yeah, being there. It was. He's not there for one weekend, and they get their the most points. Even Sebastian Vettel said maybe we should keep him home for the next race because yeah. that's the most points they've collected this season. Yeah, and great for the constructor championship. Oh my great god, for the driver yeah. championship. I for both I of keep them. saying bring back Jean Todd. Jean Todd. Literally, he's done as FIA president as of next yeah. year. Bring him back. Yep. Bring him back. He was there for like fifteen years from ninety three to 08. Mm-hmm. As their driver's principal. That was the Schumacher years. That was yep. the years they won. Literally, they haven't won a Constructors' Championship since, 2000. since 2008. 2000. Oh, Constructors, yeah. yeah. Since 2008. Yeah. They should have run the Drivers' Championship then. But is that luck? Yeah. That's um, what I was thinking of that yeah. entire... No, yeah, yeah. They haven't won a Constructors' since 08. Yeah. Jean Todd was there in 08. He wasn't the team principal anymore. He was the CEO. Mm-hmm. But it still had a lot to do with him. Bring him back. <laughs> As you can tell, Mark is a huge advocate to bring in Jean Dodd. I'm going to say his name just weird every time. I, I, listen, Jean Dodd. Listen, he needs to come back. Mm. It's not even a question. I was looking at the Ferrari team principals earlier today, just since Mattia Bonato. Yeah. None of them have made much of an impact. Not really. They had one dude who's now the CEO of Lamborghini. Um, a couple guys who, like a guy who's now on the Juventus board, mm-hmm. and then before that it was just Jean Todd who did everything for that team. Yeah, bring him back, please. <laughs> um, what? And speaking of, I actually was gonna come up with a segue, but I yeah, know. sorry, sorry for my little rant there, guys. No. It's just I, I, need, I hey. needed to, I needed to get it out there. Mark, this is the time when you're supposed to. Rant. <laughs> it's the undercut podcast. Yeah. Lance Stroll qualified on pole. What a qualifying. Oh, absolutely. What a qualifying. I didn't was, see that coming. Again, just that unpredictability. It's that is everything we want to see in Formula One. Maybe not that racing. I don't I wouldn't want to see I want to I love seeing that a couple times a season. And yeah. if you go a season without a wet race, it's just kind of a wash. Yeah. Germany 2019. Germany 2018. You know, I think in Canada, 2011, Monaco, 2016. They're all Hungary, 2014. Japan, 2014. Yeah. Uh, all sad race, but sad wet, race. wet. But all all good races, but you don't want to – I don't really want to see the cars struggling for grip and struggling to overtake and slide around the track and that hectic. It felt – it felt – in a sport that is so professional – and so, at the very limit, it felt so amateur. Yeah, it looked like a game of bumper cars a little it, bit. Except for Hamilton. But, Ex- yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the Ferraris. Mm-hmm. Hamilton and the Ferraris, great races. But it just Everyone seemed, else looked like they were playing bumper cars. Yeah. And it, Hamilton was seemed like an amateur throughout the entire weekend, except for the race. It just, but that's all that counts. Yeah. It, it, honestly, it was, if you got them all drunk and put them on a track, that's how I'd expect it would go. Mm-hmm. But, obviously... In those conditions, you never know, right? It's in those conditions. It's kind of what's expected, but it just was such a radical change. We're going from 
There's only two, four different winners mm-hmm. this season. One team to rule them all is dominating the entire season. To have them kind of out of the picture again, it's, it was it felt like uh, Monza. This was Monza, but like wet. Yeah. It felt like Monza, except different drivers, and I had no idea who was going to win. There was no. more drivers that I thought were going to win. One of them was not Hamilton. At the start of the race, Mark, I remember I turned to you and I said, there is no way like, Hamilton can win this race. Yeah. Like, I, I did not expect it. No, he, I, I agree with you. I was shocked. What we did say, as soon as Bottas spun out, we were like, championship over. Bottas, championship over. Oh, on the first lap, championship yeah, over. Yeah, That championship was over before the race started, though. Championship was over before the season started, man. Mm-hmm. We knew it was going to happen. Bottas was born. <laughs> and he came out of the womb, and first thing his mother said to him, she's holding him in Finland. He's like, "You're gonna be in the military, and the championship's over." Yeah, and put him to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what happened. That's Literally much. word for word, we got that quote from Valtteri's mom. Yeah, Valtria. Valtria. <laughs> a whole family of Valtries. It's like a, it's a George Foreman situation. <laughs> Thank you for using that. I love that. You're welcome. I, I will keep that fact for the rest of my life, yeah. unfortunately. But Lance, going back to Lance Stroll, we, we got a bad habit of getting off guard. But it's mm-hmm. part of the fun of the podcast, I feel. Agreed. Agreed. We're spitballing here. Lance Stroll qualified amazing, started great. He's like Didn't pit stop ahead great. of everyone else. Then the, his second pit stop happened. He couldn't turn the tires on on a drying track. And I had the Canadian National Anthem lined up to play because he's Canadian, we're Canadian. Pole position in a win would have been mwah. It would have been amazing. Muy caliente. Muy caliente. But no, he didn't. But I still have the National Anthem, so fuck it. I'm playing it right now. Okay, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that Canadian national anthem. Well, <laughs> but very unfortunate for Lance Stroll. Yeah. Just spun. After he qualified, I'm like, man, I was right about this kid. He was, well, the kid, he's older than me, but I was right about this guy. On fire at the beginning of the season. Had a couple of really, a really shitty month, basically, yeah. a month and a half. Couldn't pull it together. I'm like, okay, if he wins, but he just spun. Couldn't get the tires switched on. Yeah. Couldn't and he just couldn't compete and he was losing places like no tomorrow. But he didn't spin a lot. No. And ninth place, you know, isn't isn't terrible. Could, could, have, been, could have been way better. It, he but it could have been places. Could have been fourteen. Way worse. Could have been fourteenth like Bottas. Yeah. Who finished behind Pierre Gasly, Daniel Kvyat, and Esteban Ocon. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. Like fucking that's fucking absurd. Shit. Actually. Pretty fucking shit. Yeah. So, Adam, you made a pretty bold prediction today. What was my prediction, Mark? You told me that you think, after today's race, Checo Perez gets that Red Bull seat. I did say that, and I believe that it's true. I was actually going to ask you a question, because I want to ask more questions and discuss the questions on the podcast now. And But do you think Albon's seat is... Saved a little bit, or do you think the nails are still in the coffin and he's six feet under? I think he's done. You think he's done? Why do you think he's done? I just don't think he's been performing to what Red Bull wants to perform at. 
Yeah. Um, and I think it'd be better for the team. Mm-hmm. And for the uh, for whatever driver takes a seat to get that seat. The only person who loses in that scenario is Alex Albon. Yeah. And quite frankly, kind of deserves it. Yeah, you can't you can't do worse than Albon is. You really can't do worse than Albon is doing right now. No, you can't, and that's what's awful about. Technically, how, you can. But you, you like, can't. sure, but like with the seat you're given and the team you're given and the car you're given. Yeah. And yes, I understand that it's geared towards Max. Arguing that's impossible. But but it doesn't mean you shouldn't try to adapt for the car you have mm-hmm. and perform a little bit. Do something. <laughs> but could you argue though? Because. I watched this race today. I watched where he finished, which was seventh, and he was only two seconds behind Max at the end of the race. Yeah, but this is a race that's so unpredictable. You have to look at the whole season. I know we have to, but you you know when you have a race like um, like Turkey, the yeah. Turkish Grand Prix, where the car really doesn't matter as much. The engine performance doesn't matter as much. The downforce. Does matter, but who the aggressiveness of the car and who the car is geared (pun intended) towards doesn't matter as much. He excels and comes two seconds behind Verstappen. I thought he was going to win the race, and so I think adapting to these conditions when the car doesn't matter as much and the performance and capabilities of that specific like car, that's all fine and dandy, but races like this don't happen every weekend. You have yeah, to be able to perform in the dry. But I think I think it sheds a little bit of light. I'm not saying that he should keep the seat. No, and, and I know you're not. I, I just I'm just saying that it sheds a little bit of light on the fact that it it's not just Albon. And I have the I have so much respect for Albon. And he is I, I roast him constantly because he kinda deserves it. I was just no gonna, offense, I was gonna say Albon. I just gave Adam a little look behind the camera about yeah. the respect comment. I was like, well, well <laughs> No, I, <laughs> I, I do have respect for him, and I yeah. want him to do well. I want him to win this race. Yeah. But, you know, he doesn't perform in the dry. But when it comes to races like this in the wet, he's keeping up with Max. He he did spin once on lap 34, but so yeah. did Max. Yeah. He had, a, he had a good race, and it wasn't first, but they couldn't get those tires switched on as well as – you know, your Ferraris and your Carlos Sainz. And- like, and I and I understand. I just have to go back to my original point that it's the majority of the races mm. are not in the wet. At all. I know and I- you have to be able to perform properly in the dry when the car does matter a little more mm-hmm. than a race like this. And oh. the fact that he hasn't Absolutely. all season is why I don't think he deserves that seat. I agree he performed well today. He had an all right race. I'm not going to argue that. Yeah. But. And I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. And that that is that like that is I might have not explained it as well, but that is kind of my thought process with this. And when I think of Albon's performances this season, have just not been that great. He was pretty good in Austria, whatever, he, but he was just atrocious, especially in Imola. Yeah. But I I think I think it just should shed some light on his haters. Us included, because mm-hmm. I've thought about it a lot yep. today, and I've changed my opinion a little bit. Do I think he deserves the seat? No. No. Yeah. A little bit of a voice well, crack. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to the Puberty Podcast. <laughs> what is up? Man, I had one today, too, oh, yeah. this morning, that I don't think any of you guys caught, and I just said no. I sat there and shut up for like three <laughs> seconds after. Like, oh, boy. 
Yeah, we're still going through puberty <laughs> at 20 years old. But do I think Albon, getting back on track, pun intended, do I think Albon deserves that seat? No. But do I think it's entirely driver-related? Absolutely not. So when you have races like this where the car doesn't matter pretty much, honestly, at all, if it has four tires, a front and rear wing, and a throttle pedal, brake pedal, and a wheel, you can pretty much drive it in these conditions. And a clutch. And a clutch. And obviously a lot of other components. And it does matter. Yeah. But when it doesn't matter as much, and having that car tailored to max doesn't is kind of thrown out the window. Yeah, no. I and he has a killer, not killer, but an on-par, really good performance where he's two seconds behind. I think it really shows a lot of his character. And it just proves that he does, you know, unfortunately, probably won't, but does deserve a chance in a team where he's good. He was good and he's pretty decent in his junior career. And he was pretty he's pretty decent in Alphatari or Tararoso as they were called when he raced for them. I do, I do honestly think that he's a good driver. Just I think we should see how the rest of the season plays out. Yeah. See what happens in I want to see another wet the... race. I need to see another wet race to compare the two. Yeah. Because in the dry, he's clearly not as good as Max. No, not at all. In the wet, he's not as good as Max either. Yeah. But in the dry, he's clearly not comfortable in that car. And you notice that if you look at his telemetry data, you know that. He's yeah. not on the throttle as quick. He's not as fast around corners. He's not as aggressive because he doesn't have that driving style on Max. And on your point, he should adapt. Yes. He needs to get faster. But it just it just shows that the it might shed it sheds some light on the toughness of adapting your entire driving style, which comes down to every race and everything from the moment you stepped in a go-kart for the very first time to the very last like the Turkish Grand Prix. It's it's hard the moment you stepped in the Red Bull for the first time, it's hard to change that. So it just it's kind of almost sad. To see a race like this and see him do really well when yeah. the car doesn't matter as much because you know he's a good driver and you know he can hold it down, but just not in that Red Bull and adapting is not his strong suit. Pierre so would, maybe if he gets another seat, I don't know what. Say, I think he should go back to Alphatari. Oh yeah, say Alphatari. I think they Actually. should bring. I think I really want to make it a Gasly Albon, and well, Kvyat's gone. <laughs> I want Kvyat. Yeah, the kind of nails in the coffin yeah. for him. He's he's old. He's not going to really amount to anything. I think he should leave. And I think I shouldn't say amount to anything because he's not going to amount to anything in Formula One. Yeah. Anymore, he maybe a podium, a third place, maybe if he continues to race for them. Yeah, that's it. I think he should pursue other uh, ventures. I think maybe an LMP one or uh, a WBC. Sorry, uh, Indy would be good. Indy would be pretty sweet seeing him in Indy anything yeah but i think albon he just deserves a seat and I, they, should, they should put him I, yeah. back down they should give him the same opportunity they gave Gasly. my opinions change week in week out which kind of sucks because it's inconsistent but this is the this is the leading opinion and this is the one i'll carry for a while for until next week until next week when f2 returns and i'm like okay yeah they gotta get rid of this guy yeah yeah because i see Tsunoda racing again yeah but they need to i think they should bring albon down to Taurus or, wow, AlphaTauri with Gasly. Let those two duke it out. Yeah, for sure. Verstappen, and I want to see Perez. Because, like, my prediction, they're going to bring Perez in. He does not have a seat. This man finished in second place. One pit stop. 
held on those tires. It was an amazing, he had a good amazing race. to watch. He did the same thing as Lewis Hamilton, just not as well because Hamilton finished 31 seconds ahead of him. But where he turned those slicks, I mean, sorry, he, instead of pitting for intermediates, he turned his current set of intermediates into slicks. Yeah. Which was insane. I didn't think that was possible. That was something that I learned today that is a race strategy, mm-hmm. which is cool because you're constantly... That's like, really cool. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't know about that either. If you're a Formula One fan and you learn something from this podcast, just know we are learning just as right much along, as I learn right alongside you. every day. Every day. Right alongside you. It's so interesting. Mm-hmm. That's part of the reason I love the sport so much is because you're never done learning. You're never done learning. Do you know what I mean? And it's always it, as predictable... As a Mercedes 1-2 finishes in a Hamilton World Championship, it's unpredictable. And you never know. There is, it is practically impossible to guess the top 10, let alone the entire grid finish. And there's so much that can go wrong. Yeah. And it's every weekend is different. And every weekend. Opposed to Weather sp- conditions, road, like track. Um, if it's a fast track, if it's a slow track, yeah. if the driver has an on week, an off week. Yeah. There's so many variables that can go into the sport, and that's one of the reasons I personally love it so much, and I think mm-hmm. I can speak for you when I say the same. It's good. The track, the track thing is also interesting because the different the different tracks, it's like, so when Chelsea, when the football, football's on and Chelsea's playing. Yeah. And say they play, you know, whatever. West Ham. West Ham. It's the same field and the same players, essentially, mm. almost every... Every week, and this is the same players, I guess. So, this, but the same field with the tracks different, and the weekends are so it's different. And so, this was a little bit of a passion rant we're going on. Oh yeah, but I like it. You love to see it, right? Very passionate, very. Passionate. You love to see it. And speaking of passionate, Charles Leclerc apparently wasn't passionate about getting a podium because he fucked it in the last oh. corner. And that's something that you'd never really see anymore, like a last corner podium change where it's Leclerc and then he's like, oh my God, he's in second. And then he's like, oh my God, now he's in fourth and Vettel was not going to get the podium and then he got the podium. My mind, it was overloaded. I, I didn't know how to feel. No. I love Leclerc. He's my favorite driver on the grid. But also, I was really excited to see Vettel take that podium. Yeah. So it was a lot of emotions at one time and I just went home and slept. Yeah. That's what came out of that one. I didn't know how to process anything. Well, Hamilton crossed the line, so I just decompressed. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't expect anything else to no, happen. No, it, it, it was a shock and a half. Yeah, even the content, like, even, like, Warren Brundle and, like, David Crawford and all those guys were like, oh, yeah, Hamilton crosses the line, seven-time world champion, yada, yada, yada. And then I'm like, ah. And then it's like, oh, my God. And uh, Leclerc just messed up, and he went too deep, and I'm like, holy shit, this race is still going One on. One move too many, One and I was like, what the, what, the, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, a day, not a day late and a dollar short, and it was the wrong, but yeah, just one move too many. It was unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, but it happens, and we move on. It on happens. to the next one. Two weeks from now. Two weeks in Bahrain, which I'm super excited for. It's going to be a night race. Night race. First of the season. Uh, speaking of... Well, and, and not a 5 a.m. start. Not I'm a 5 a.m. So start. It's like a 12 p.m. start which, or something like that, which I'm super excited about. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to set up TV, watch some, pop, watch some popcorn. Watch make some, some popcorn, popcorn, make some Formula One. one yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah, yeah. Great, great day. Well, we're gonna have, we'll, we'll have like a lunch or something. Yeah, we'll, have some, we'll have, get some wings maybe, a couple Ooh, beers. Sounds good. Yeah, you want to do it? Yeah. Awesome. We'll plan that one after the podcast, though. Unless 
I need for a lesson yeah. before I come and watch it. Yeah, with give us, us <laughs> give us. Some, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sorry. Give us some ideas, guys. What yeah. should we have to eat for the next race? Yeah. Let Send us know. Send us a DM at at the Undercut Pod. Reach us to us. Reach out to us on our website www.theundercutpod.ca. Yes, sir. Only about food, though. Oh, yeah. And specifically what we should yeah. eat next race, not about Formula Please one. let, yeah, I don't no. care about Formula One at all. This is no. now a food podcast. This is a food podcast. It's like your, it's like your spam yeah. account. The under, <laughs> yeah, the undercut podcast and yeah. cutting as in cutting vegetables. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking more of like, like a butcher. Yeah. The yeah. under butcher podcast. Yeah. So Carlos Sainz and Lando <laughs> Norris did very well. Lando Norris started 17th. Carlos Sainz was like 12th, 13th? I think 13th because uh, Ferrari was 11th, 12th. Yeah. So he was like 13th. They had a great race. Carlos Sainz held it down. Really good for McLaren, especially in these very crucial, these very crucial um, races where you you don't know who's going to claim that third place. Yeah, in the the, yeah, the midfield's so tight. I I really want to see McLaren and that third place. I just think having them not like seventh, having them third, is going to be pretty impressive. It's going to give Danny Rick something to look forward to next year. Mm-hmm. Which is another thing I'm excited about is just him going there. Just him going there. Yeah, getting out of that Renault. No, like I understand why he did it. Wasn't the right move. For mm-hmm. him. Yeah, great. Yeah, he did need to kind of leave that Renault seat. They are making leaps and bounds, but I think McLaren's the right play. They bring the heritage and they bring the experience and the years and stuff. Where he can he can join that team. He loves Lando, and I think it's gonna go. Uh, Who do you think is gonna be their number one? I think, oh fuck, I have no. It's gonna be Ricardo. I agree. It's kind of it's kind of master and apprentice situation, and I think. Well, that's kind of what they're looking at right now. Mm-hmm. Sort of, but Carlos Sainz is uh, not really outperforming Lando. It's pretty one, pretty pretty equal. Mm-hmm. I so, would say. So a very rare, um, like I mentioned before, because I just actually had to search it up to yeah. see exactly who had what points. But a very rare experience in Formula One in recent history is a four-way fight for third. Right now, racing point is 154 points. McLaren, Renault, McLaren has 149. Renault has 136. And Ferrari has 130. I think Williams can really pull it together in the last. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they can yeah. clinch that third spot. Oh, for sure. Williams has, by the way, zero points. You heard it. And I <laughs> look at how awful they're doing. It really oh surprised, though. God, no. It really no. surprised. But can we just talk about how Russell has he, like? Hey, wait. We're not gonna. We're not gonna talk about it. I don't. I don't want. I don't want to talk about it. It's very upsetting. Just like you know, yet to get a point. <laughs> Six retirements. Yeah. Not a great season, but he'll come back stronger next year. Maybe in the last couple of races. You never yeah, know. Hopefully. It's probably not going to rain at any of the last races. I'd be very surprised. I hope it does. But because it's both in Bahrain and one in Abu Dhabi, yeah. chances of rain are a little small. Yeah, I forgot there's two in Bahrain this year. But Bahrain, because it's the outer track. I'm so excited for that outer Me track. Me too. Me too. Mark, who... who so who do you think is going to finish third in the Constructors' Championship? Do you think it's going to be Racing Point? I already said my prediction, which I is Williams. It's, going to be, <laughs> it's, it's not going to be Williams. I think it's going to be McLaren, personally. Really? I would love... Well, they're only six, five points behind them. Five points and behind, but yeah. Renault is another, like, what, uh, 10, 18 points behind? 
Yeah, um, 13. 13 points, sorry. 13 points behind Racing Point. They're doing a lot better than McLaren recently. A couple podiums, a couple things here. That, I mean, Science did get a podium in uh, a couple races ago. Yeah. But not a I couple don't know, races I just ago. That was, uh, my apologies. His, <laughs> wow. Italy was a long time ago. Oh, yeah. Wow, the Mon- Monzo. That was a while ago. I thought he was just on the podium a couple races ago. Has has Hamilton won all but two races this season? Yeah, he has. Oh my god! Which oh my god! Is it? That's not true though. Bottas has won. He did. Bottas. Bottas won in Austria. We're looking at the on at Wikipedia, and they actually messed it up. There's no. Yeah, he didn't win in Austria, and he didn't win. In, Bottas has won too. Has he? Yeah. Okay, because I was going to say, that's ridiculous. That would be insane. Look, we're looking at this Wikipedia page right now, man. And out of the entire season. Yeah, Bottas has two wins. Hamilton has, like, nine. <laughs> uh, Max Verstappen has one. And Pierre Gasly has one. one. Yeah. But Carl Leclerc next year? I f- 17 race wins? Yes, probably not. I think he's going to go for 22. Uh, okay. And Russell's going to get the 23rd one in yeah. Monaco. You heard it here first. If Russell wins in Monaco. If Russell gets a point next year, I'll, yeah. I'll be yeah, no. very excited. I'll cry. If Russell wins uh, a race next year, we're, we're, we're done. Mm-hmm. This, that's the end of this podcast. Yeah, it's probably not. <laughs> it's not. It's not. <laughs> but I think it's going to be racing point. You know, they just. It could be. It's, just it's really so, a toss up. They're so strong this season and having finishes where you're finishing like second and those kinds of performances. I just think they're going to clinch it. McLaren is definitely, I shouldn't even say definitely, they will get, I think they'll get four. There are enough points ahead of Renault. They've done pretty well in the past couple of races. They're going to do pretty well. Hopefully yeah, there's the seven points ahead of Renault. In the next three races. I personally think it could also just be a Ferrari. I think they won't. if, I I don't think Ferrari's going to do well in the last three races. I think they're going to have to settle for six, which is sucks. I can't believe it. They were second in last year's championship. Yeah. To sixth. Yeah. But so not not a great not a great year for them, unfortunately. Yeah, I think uh, I think Racing Point is gonna be Yeah, no, I for think, sure. I yeah, think they got a good chance. Like it's it's I, I really think it's a toss up. There's like five points between them. Mm-hmm. You never know who could who like what it could go either way, right? Like For sure. I hope it's McLaren because I'd love yeah. to see it. I really would love to see it. Shout out to my brother on the Soft Tire Podcast. He's a, a big McLaren fan. Die hard. Die hard McLaren, Die hard fan. McLaren fan. And I think that uh, that I, he would obviously be ecstatic. Yeah. I would be ecstatic. I'd love to see it. It might be Racing Point. Probably going to be Racing probably Point. Probably going to be Racing Point. Adam's probably right on that one. But, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Who knows? And all right, that is everything from us. I think anything anything else you uh, want to talk about, Mark? No, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys next week, next Friday. Yes, sir. Um, We're going to be in the home studio. Yeah, looking forward to. We'll be back with the back back, back at the home studio. Back at the home studio. We we've been at our portable studio. We both go to Wilfrid Laurier University in Ontario. Waterloo, baby. Waterloo, and we've. So we've been using uh, the microphone at our portable studio, which is just basically my desk. Yeah. 
And so going back to our proper studio, which is Randy on the radio. Yeah, pro- the proper setup. Very like looking forward to having mics, yeah. multiple microphones, yeah. board back. Oh it's my gonna god, it's gonna be a great setup. Having everything laid out for us. But yeah, that is pretty much it for us. Thank you very much for watching. Did you agree with what we said? Did you disagree with what we said? Did you like the podcast? Did you dislike the podcast? Tell us what you think. Reach out to us on Instagram at the Undercut Pod. Reach out to us on our website at www.theundercutpod.ca. Um, the blog is going to be up, hopefully, first blog is going to be up this week. Yep. So we will post that on the Instagram. We will post that. It will be posted on the website to so be able to have a read and a listen. Yeah. Not a listen. You'll be able to have a read, unless you have an audio reading. That'd be cool. That'd be pretty cool. Like an audio wizard or something like that. But except if you're excited to have a read, make sure you keep checking the website so you have up to, and we'll keep you updated on that. But from us at the Annika Podcast, thank you for listening. We will see you next Friday. And congratulations and... on Lewis Hamilton's oh, seven yeah. World Championships. Wow. How did almost... we forget about that? Lewis Hamilton. It's not in my show notes. It, it's not in our show notes because I'm like, it's so obvious. Yes. It's going to be one of the first things we're going to talk about. Yeah, and I don't think we did. I mean, no, we didn't once. I mentioned it briefly, but seven World Championships. That is insane. We, I don't... If you watch the Turkish Grand Prix, that's why I was determined to get up at 5 a.m. Not just because it's Formula One, not because it's a wet race, not because Hamilton's not on pole and it's Lance Stroll, the Canadian, is on pole, but because of the heritage, and not the heritage, the amount of history that was defeated and mm-hmm. the, 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 how big of a deal today was winning this race was yep. and winning that championship. Yep. I can't believe it. We will literally, we might never see this these records broken again. You never know. They probably will. A lot of people said that about Shumi. Yeah. And literally, what? But it'll 15 be, years later? Who is it, who's it going to be? It'll be 20 years. It might be someone on the grid. It might not. He, you never know. You ne- Schumacher like, predicted it. He yeah. said uh, in an interview in 2006 or four, not four, but 2000, I think it was 2007 after he retired, he was like, could be Hamilton. Could be Vettel, could be Massa. That didn't really work out that well. But it could be any of these guys, and that it could be Norris. Could be could be Leclerc. Could be Leclerc. Could be Albon. Yeah, probably not. Why not? But could be anyone. Realistically, Norris, Leclerc, Russell, whoever. Yeah. Like those are like those guys. Those are the guys that could do it. You never know. Maybe Danny Rick. If he's, Danny Rick. If he if yeah, he still he has will. a lot of years left, and hopefully a championship <laughs> in him. He would have to win a championship pretty much every year he races because he's like thirty-two. Yep. He's a little bit of an old man. Yeah, but at the same time, so is Kimmy. Could be Kimmy Reckoning. Could be Kimmy Reckoning. He's never retiring. <laughs> <laughs> Fernando Alonso only needs five more to tie him. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. Sebastian Vettel only needs three. Yeah. And uh, 50 race wins, which I think he could do. If he gets in that Aston Martin. And that, imagine that Aston Martin's dominant. Oh, man. Oh, man. If we just oh, saw like... Imagine. Okay, they guys. Won. You heard it here first. Next year, Aston Martin and their car is going to win the, F- the F1 championship. Vettel's going to win the championship. And he's going to win four more after that. And it's going to be Vettel, 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 Vettel. Hamilton, 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 Hamilton. Rosberg, Hamilton, 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 Hamilton. Vettel, 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 Vettel again. Mark, speak for yourself. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> I think Mercedes is going to win. I don't but know. Again, Lewis Hamilton, congratulations. What, what a race from him. Such... Such a calm, cool, and collective performance. An amazing way to seal that seventh championship. And 
Yeah, what a race. Yeah, cool. it's cool. It's so, cool to witness. Thank fuck we didn't uh, end the podcast before that. Yeah, big save. Yeah, big save there. <laughs> that would have been bad. It would have been, been pretty funny. <laughs> we would have had to add in a little uh, clip and post. But Oh, yeah. Not that there is any post. We literally just record and post yeah. it on yeah. our podcast. So, again, thank you very much for listening. From us at the End of the Podcast, uh, this was another episode. It sure was. It, it sure, sure was. was. And we will see you on Friday. For for this episode. week in F1. This week in F1. And we will let you know what, because next week's an off week. So on Friday, we'll tell you what our topic for next Sunday is. Yes, we will. And all right. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great night, evening, morning. Yeah. Week. See you. Ciao.